Hi guys. Hello, 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 hello. Welcome to another episode of the Fighting a Truth Podcast. This is Demi, as usual, your host. And I'm so sorry, guys. I know everyone is tired of hearing this, but I'm so sorry. Um, after my exams, I literally fell sick. So I've been battling my physical health and my mental health. So that's why it's going to be dropping late. I'm so sorry, but I'm going to make it up to you guys. On today's episode, I'm very happy because I have like a very interesting guest, my friend. She was actually supposed to be the first person to be on this show, but Zara is like gold. You have to like really catch her. Um, if you guys remember, I spoke about the first person I told about my hospital, my experience in the mental hospital. Zara was the first friend that knew about it, the first person that came to pay me a visit. Yes. And she's been a very, very huge support system. Um, Zara also has a story. She's been battling with anxiety. Don't worry, I'll make you, I'll just allow her to introduce herself. But I'm so happy she's here, like I said before. And it's going to be like an interesting episode. So, mm. hi, Zara, how are you doing? Hi, Demilade. Hmm. I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. I'm very, very, I feel very honored to have been invited to this podcast. Um, when I saw you uh, starting this journey, I was very proud and I was very happy that at least young people of our generation are able to pick up on mental health issues boldly and proudly and not, you know, without the fear of that, um, that stigma that comes with it. So, yeah, I'm very happy to be a part of it as an individual myself who suffers from anxiety um, we're all here to share our, our truth, our stories, and we hope that by doing this, we do sort of shine a light and encourage other people to speak up about their hidden battles and you know, know that there's help out there for them. Yeah, thank you. Are you sure you don't want to be my co-host <laughs> on this podcast? <laughs> because you're sounding like very deep. Um, you so. pay me. <laughs> So yes, um, like she said, and like I've said before, this is a safe place, mm-hmm. um, a safe place for people that have that back with mental health illness. Just to just know that you're not alone and people are also going through this and you're loved and you're worthy. So we're going to go straight into it. Um, do you want to share like, or just give us like a brief history of your anxiety? Um, yes, actually I would. So... You know, at first, when you start getting the symptoms of anxiety, you're not quite sure what it is. And because it's a very new feeling for you, you you sort of try to hide it. You're not sure how to express it. Um, I think coupled with the fact that the place where we all come from, like Damien and myself, um, when you explain your health issues, if, they, if a doctor can't really physically see what is wrong with you, they sort of deem it to be not that real or not that important. So battling the thoughts on how to explain that, you know, was, I think, even more excruciating than the actual anxiety itself. And I think for me, the, the, the part in which everything just fell apart for me was... Um, I, I suffered a loss in 2019, the loss of my mom, and battling that and then having to travel into a new environment for school, dealing with 
a new educational system, weather, people, culture, all sorts of things, you know, piled up on top of that huge loss was the breaking point for me. And it just made me go into this state of fight or flight mode, you know, and I was living through it, not knowing how to battle it, you know, like we all know anxiety has its physical symptoms as well. Um, so yeah. there are those parts that come come into effect as well. And you know, having a good support system is very, very crucial because it's you know it's that little it's that little support that will determine how how well you you, you process the situations when they come about. Um, mental health is there's no really a cure for it, if mm -hmm. I can even say that. Yeah. Or I would say speak for myself in anxiety. I don't think there's a cure for it. You just manage. Yeah. Just you learn to it. live with it. Manage it with either therapy, medication. Sometimes could be a combination of both. And again, having that strong support system is very, very important because yes, the medication is there, the therapist is there, but you know sometimes just having your love, your loved one just come and give you a hug and tell you everything's going to work. It goes a long way. So. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Um, maybe for those that don't know what anxiety is, mm. should we like try to give them not really like a definition, but just like what anxiety is, and just for like people that don't even know what this is about, so they know what we're speaking about. And just, yeah. We're speaking, yeah. Yeah. What do you think? What can you say? What can you define anxiety to be? Well, to be honest, I don't think anxiety has got a fixed definition. Um. But one thing I can say, we, we we believe it to be a mental disability in which the human mind gets into a state of, uh, it gets into a really heightened state of that fight or flight mode. And there's a sense of fear, the sense of like sudden doom, like something, in, like something bad is about to happen. And your entire body, body system your entire nervous system just goes into attack mode and it's like you can't control it uh, you get physical symptoms like um, the shivering um, you get palpitations and just you know the heart beating yeah. really really fast you get dry dry mouth yeah. um, you're hyperventilating and you know sometimes people get dizzy some yeah. people get nauseous some people even pass out yeah. Because a combination of all those feelings. Um, speaking for myself, I've suffered a number of those, and I think even Dami has seen me. Yeah, I've experienced. I've experienced it. Yes. Yeah. yes. So yeah. it's 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 really not a pleasant uh, mood to be in. But again, you know, we find ourselves having to go through them, and having that support from each other is really really helpful. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, and one thing I say that. To me, I think anxiety is actually the fear of the unknown because you just get scared about everything and anything. Like, and it can just come out from nowhere. nowhere. So yeah. you actually have anxiety; it's there, yeah. but like sometimes there's no trigger. It's just like, and in my head, I think that's the overwhelming thing for me. It's not the fact that we have to deal with anxiety; it's the fact that it can come from nowhere. Nowhere. I remember there was a time I had to stop going out, mm -hmm. like literally. Maybe just got. I stopped going out at a point. Then later, I stayed going out with like people that I was very familiar with. Mm. Because if I go out, like something will happen. 
and imagine i'm going on a date mm-hmm. and you just see me like ah, shaking sweat the guy will just be like you not call you your birthday what's wrong with me so yeah it, it's i think that's like the most terrifying yeah. thing of just, course you're just scared of anything like mm-hmm. you're scared of the future you're scared of even your past you're scared of your friends you're scared of everything and you start to question yourself that's question like, people around yes. you, everything around you and then when you start doing that you in a way start even losing your mind because yeah. you're like okay what exactly is real what is not real yeah and you know like demi said like it just comes on suddenly you don't yeah. even know yeah. i think i've had situations where i can be on a phone call talking to my friend laughing and having yeah. the time of my life and it will yeah. just come up like that yeah so and i think when i tell people that people are very like how can that happen mm-hmm. and the thing is you can't even explain that's, that's it if you, if you don't if you're not going through it you mm-hmm. can't really like understand you just understand like oh shaky just mm-hmm. a normal thing but you don't feel it like people that are actually experiencing it and when you said it makes it affect things it, it affects relationship it's very like, well like oh. you even get so scared mm-hmm. maybe for me for example the guy should tell me i love you in my head i'm thinking of hey is this real i'm so scared mm-hmm. or even somebody saying like expressing their mm-hmm. feelings to me and in my head i'm like what's going on this person is trying to be real mm-hmm. i'm doubting it i mm-hmm. sabotage so many things in yeah. my life and another thing i can even add to that in in regards to even like being in a relationship is you start you you start overthinking every little thing something that's not there you start reading meaning into it you start thinking of a million and one things and i tell you it's it's you know i think i think this is a safe space for me to be to be vulnerable and i don't think i've actually even said this out loud to anybody it's like i started a new relationship and it's not even that long and um the things my head yeah think about yeah like a lot of times i'm like i'm sure this boy will still run away and leave yeah. me because so yeah. certain things i bring up is like uh-uh where did where's you get coming from but where's this coming I from can't. and you know you, you just you you start getting scared like people yeah. don't want to come close to you because you're always and it's not it's not like you're making um a mall out of a, a mountain yeah. of what, what's that saying they say it's not even that it's just that's fear of the unknown when you don't know you're just yeah. panicking and you, you're just you're just trying to protect your your heart that's just the thing mm. your mind your sanity you're trying to protect all that because you meeting somebody you have mm. to be vulnerable and when you're yeah. vulnerable they have to see that part of it yeah I mean, and like, not everybody understands do you like i just saying it i'm just really seeing myself in it <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm not joking. Like, I, I don't think I, I need to start speaking about relationships. Yeah. But I feel like, see, I'm not joking. Like I said to people, if you're dating people that are going through mental health, it, even for us, mm-hmm. it's sometimes it's crazy. Mm-hmm. So I want to be honest about people's like, mm-hmm. how are you doing mm-hmm. it? And like I said, I've sabotaged so many things. I've actually lost good people. I'm not going to lie like since we're vulnerable mm-hmm. because i just i'm just so scared so when i see a good person mm-hmm. it's like it's something like i don't even have to explain i try to i push people away and that thing makes me go not is, is it somehow in your way do you somehow see it as nah i'm such a mess that there's no there's no way this person can like me like that yes yeah, so I'm, so like, I'm so scared like are you, you know? real mm-hmm. what are you doing with me mm-hmm. and most times I react physically to them like that. Mm. So they, they know that I don't like them or I'm not being vulnerable mm. and everything. I'm just so scared. So scared about everything and anything sometimes. Mm. Anyways, there's sometimes that I'm very okay mm. and good. But there's sometimes that I get so scared. And yeah, I think when it comes to relationship, now I'm very open about it and I meet somebody. Like, see, 
There's so many things going on with me. <laughs> like before, you should have a yeah, you should have an introduction. Well, that. Like, and that's the thing. And I think before when I tell people, I just allow them mm. just do what they want to do with it. I think now I'm explaining to them because I know with my ex, he thought it was just oh, mm. you be until he witnessed it and like oh. I wish I had like more. So now I'm very more open mm-hmm. to telling people. Like I'm more I just, vocal about yes, it. And I'm saying, see, when I tell you I have anxiety or depression, it's not. It's not like it's normal. Though. Sometimes it will get hot. Yeah. And they'll be like, don't worry, bring it on. Yeah. But most times, yeah. I wish I've gotten to that level step as you to be able to. So, no, I for I, me, I start giving you hints and pieces. Yeah. A little bit of hints, and for me, it's out that when you start seeing me requesting solitude, I don't want to yeah. see anybody. I can't. When I start that, yeah. you hate me. Do you know? But the way somebody you that understands that, that, that knows me, you know, ah, something's yeah. going on. That let me let her be. Like I know last week you went through this. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. Jennifer, the yeah. way you said it, I actually have. I don't know if I'm supposed to like really speak about my private life, mm-hmm. but like I said, it's a safe space. I actually have like somebody I'm speaking to, and this my mood swing mm-hmm. is a turn off to him. Mm. Like I'm not going not to anybody, lie. Not everybody understands. Yeah, so when I say you do like it's like people go through this mm. and I'm like it's not I don't use the word it's not natural. It's like I've gone through something like this, something has happened to me, something and I've not zoned out. I'm like, I can't even control myself. Mm-hmm. This is how I feel at the moment. I don't want to speak to anybody. And when I say my family understands that I'm not I'm like I'm not saying oh because I have this problem, everybody is going to stand still. I'm saying people understand that it is not my fault. Yeah. They understand that, oh, Demi is trying her best to get out of this thing. They know that I'm not intentionally zoning out. Yeah. And they know that if I'm, I'm fighting it. So when I try to explain, explain, and sometimes it's like, they try to compare me with somebody that has maybe gone through stuff in life, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I've gone through stuff in life. I've lost my dad. And I don't think I actually like broke down. Yeah, yeah I broke down for that. But mm-hmm. like, when these things happen to me, it's far beyond yeah. like something that's happened in your life it's just very mm. intense and sometimes you do not like, like I'm, i feel like i'm actually tired of talking to people mm-hmm. but my, it's actually i think my therapist actually tried to work on me to actually open up mm-hmm. especially when i really genuinely like somebody mm-hmm. so i don't push people away and yes yeah, stuff like that so yeah it's very it's it's to be honest it's a very very it's a very it's a it's a condition that you know you can either learn to live with it and you know make your life work you know mm-hmm. while having you know, having that support system or it will break you yeah and there's a fine line between that too yeah and you know if we're not strong enough to overcome it mm-hmm. you know we'll spend most of our days secluded afraid mm-hmm. to meet her and life will just pass you by yeah because life doesn't stop yeah it will continue yeah. so you just have to get up and just continue and i think it's just i think we just need to continue building a society that actually takes it serious and understand yeah i mean when right now when obviously one of the you know what do you support this thing this first world countries that are more developed like the united Kingdom, oh the western yeah. countries the western yeah. countries yes they're developed so obviously these things are more recognized they're yeah. more understood we're actually in a space where our feelings have been understood and have, they have been, you know, solutions have been offered. Yeah. But then we have to also think about the people who are not opportune to this sort of, yeah. you know, you know, this, this, yeah. this solution, who can, who can have access to it, yeah. you know, where they feel like they're alone, nobody understands yeah. what they're feeling. And, you know, it, it, it's, it's really very saddening that, you know, 
in this 21st century you know there are people still out there that think that mental illness is a joke yeah and they'll tell you ah you have beaten you properly in your childhood now all this thing you will yeah. not be doing i'll be like you i said it's the beating the childhood that made that person trouble that gave them that trauma <laughs> that put yeah. them in the position they are today yeah because a lot of because a lot of things that should have been picked up even in our childhood that these are yeah. symptoms of that you think you became maybe a moody or you're stubborn yeah. it could be a sign of you trying to get their attention to talk to you to connect yeah. with you but they might not get it and they'll end up just giving you yeah. what to what to and you there you'll not be crying thinking <laughs> i'm not love you'll not be yeah. scared to so open all up. those things build you know, up it, build, it builds up it yeah. builds up and it's just it just you know yeah. you know everybody has their breaking point and you know actually said it i think the first person actually told me about anxiety it was a doctor in when i was doing my first degree in Cotonou. Mm. and the thing is he did not really give me he just said do you have anxiety in my head i'm like what's, what's that do you understand <laughs> but i didn't even follow up on it but i just ah. know that this thing has been for me it's been a long thing mm-hmm. but it's just i think i man i managed it even without me knowing mm-hmm. i managed it I think when it became worse is when I started having social anxiety. Mm. I'm a very loud, like I make friends. All of a sudden, mm. to talk, yeah, I became so. When I tell people that I'm now shy, it's like mm. you. When I tell like my secondary school friends, I'm a very shy person. You, Damien, I can speak to <laughs> before. I can speak to anybody, even president. Mm-hmm. I can talk my mind. <laughs> but now, like I'm so scared in class. After class, I run away. They invite us to go out. I'm so shy because I feel like it's it's become so worse mm-hmm. that it has affected my life as a whole it, it consumes your entire yeah. life you stop doing a lot of things yeah. you know you you shy away from things you, uh, you used mm-hmm. to enjoy yeah. you shy away from friends and at some point you know you know those friends are human and they will get tired of inviting you and getting declined all the time yeah. so they also would leave and then before you know it your entire world has just shrunk in yeah. and it's just you and your thoughts yeah and sometimes those and thoughts, those thoughts are not friendly they don't help <laughs> <laughs> they don't help but do you know your cause of anxiety like at, you know because when the doctors are speaking to you mm-hmm. they just actually like mm-hmm. they try to find out the cause mm-hmm. do you know your cause do you know what has happened um when i had um when i started going through it i had and i had um uh what's it called um intensive cognitive behavioral therapy i think they call it cbt yeah, CBT. yeah. yeah. so i had that for six months mm. it was quite intense man that that man broke me and when i say he broke me not in a bad way but he made me bear those wounds out they were mm. really hard there were sessions of crying there were sessions of i don't want to talk yeah. there were sessions of i'll never log in he'll call me on my phone get on the call yeah <laughs> and and you know when we started talking about everything it got down to um i realized where all this came out this was this stemmed from an incident that happened to me in 2012 mm. while i was in school in, in Accra. i was sexually assaulted mm. so it was but the thing is i never even connected the dots that that was it mm. until we started talking so imagine how many years Mm. that's what 2012 and that's over 10 yeah, years like 11 that's 11 years, years yeah. now so imagine but i started getting the symptoms of it in 2020 or so mm-hmm. was it 2021 i can't remember uh, 20, 2019 or yeah so imagine how long it took to come out to come for that trauma to come out and start you know manifesting and you know for, for me 
to start exhibiting like physical symptoms of it and then even when i started having those symptoms i still didn't understand where it was coming from oh. but then that therapy made it i broke down everything and then it made me realize oh my god this is the source of it oh. this is where my entire fear and everything stemmed from. from but i yeah. never i couldn't i on my own i swear i could have identified it before because for me i thought i was past it and i i truly believe i am because years ago if you had asked me about it I'm, it's not something i can talk about openly i can't i really i mean i don't think anybody who has gone through something like that even talks about it openly but i think i've gotten to a point where i've accepted what happened I've processed it and I've moved on. And I'm not shy to say it. I will say it out loud to anybody. I don't care if it has happened. I'm, I can't change what has happened. Mm. So, but at that point, I didn't know. But then, when it was broken down, I was like, oh, wow. Okay, it yeah. was it was like a light bulb. Yeah. Right there. I was like, oh, that, that truly is it. And again, it's, you know, it makes you start seeing the whole connection, everything that's happened in your life since then. The decisions you have made that would have stemmed from that incident that and you know everything just started becoming very clear oh. and i was like oh okay okay i mean once in a while you get those flashbacks you get those fears but i think i'm learning every day is every day is yeah, a learning oh, curve yeah. for me there are days where i can hide it I'm, I'm doing great i'll feel it coming up i can fight the emotion and process it on my own and there are days where it actually defeats me and i just do what you want to I do. I don't do what I want. I just can't be bothered. Yeah, like you know, I will. Find, there are days I can be sitting there in the car with my friend. We're driving and singing music. Next day, I start shaking. I want to start crying. I don't know from where. And after that, oh God, not here, not here, please. <laughs> like I feel like it's actually nice that we actually have like similar similar things because it's actually like we're connecting the dots. Mm-hmm. And it's a good thing that now I'm like, ah, so this is not just happening to me. Mm-hmm. So like it's happening to you. Like when you said party, like you're a very strong lady. I already know already. Mm-hmm. So, um, and the fact that you're not vulnerable about things, you, you speak about things. I think I feel like for me, my opening up is by stages. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so my therapist when I'm speaking to the doctors, yeah. you're like, huh? This one you're speaking today. Ah, you're like, is it your birthday? Is it your mom's birthday? Something <laughs> happening. And it's really unfortunate that I still feel like I've not really opened up. Mm. But that's because I'm even scared of digging it. I'm I'm not like because you don't know what you even find there. Nah, I'm genuinely scared of because for me there's some things I've buried. And there's some times where I try even when I speak there's the difference between burying something and actually processing it and then burying it. And the thing is I'm, some things I don't even process, I just bury. Yeah, when I was still young. Which resurface. Yeah, but that's the thing. Now the problem is when I'm trying to speak to the doctor, and it's actually the doctor that told me this. Mm. Sometimes, you know, you're digging out something, you get tired. Yes, now. So that's what happens to me. So when mm. I'm trying to dig out some things, mm. I get tired. And sometimes it even triggers me. Mm. So they're like, you know, we'll just take a break. Yeah. And it's told me to go back and continue digging. Mm. I'm like, I'm <laughs> done. I'm done. Do you understand? I, I really think already stressed you out. I'm like, when no, you want I don't to want to. There. So even when I'm speaking to the doctor, like, hmm, is there something? Is it your mom's birthday? Did you get something? And I like what you said when you said um, we're actually fortunate that we're here in the UK yeah. where we get help, let's yeah. be honest. And it's they take it so seriously here. And I think that's the good thing about where we're coming from mm-hmm. and like our, our journey. Mm-hmm. And for me, I think one of the reasons why I said this podcast is I know people back home mm-hmm. don't have this grace or don't have this 
um, this, um, this opportunity, this opportunity yes. to get help. People are really going through these things. And I really cannot help everybody. Like, if I can, genuinely, I will do it. Mm-hmm. But I know that the little we can do, we'll try and do our best. And God helping us, if we, if we can increase their capacities and everything, we definitely will just try and do our best. Um, I know that we have like different types of anxiety, but do you have like a name for, I don't want to say your own, but you have like a name <laughs> for the anxiety you're going, that is how, I don't even like to describe it. Um, yeah. So at first, when I started showing symptoms, they classified it as, um, GAD, which is generalized yeah. anxiety disorder. That's what they do. Yeah. The first time, because that's what happened to me. They're like, you have generalized anxiety. Yeah. Then later they start, yeah. So later on, obviously, they would, you know, when you're having a therapy and you're, and you're, and they're trying different medications for you, because with mental health or anxiety, they try and start finding what, what helps. There are so many medications. What can work for you might not work for me. And I can tell you, I've gone through a range of them. Mm-hmm. And believe me, starting a new medication is, yeah, for me, I had it so and much weight. You know? <laughs> so much weight. And that thing on this podcast is how do you <laughs> no, no, but like you know, I'm glad I can even laugh about this whole yeah. thing. Like you can find the joy, you can crack yeah. jokes in between. You yeah. know, it's a serious thing, but you know, I think we're laughing. It's just show people that you know we're because, not going to be defined by those yeah, things it's as in that's, you know that's, we're, we're not going to be defeated defi- I, never You're, we're fighting it i think that's what my, my podcast is fighting it through because yeah. like i said i'm not even over it i'm not even they declared me fit who declared you <laughs> like you said there's no cure there's no. some <laughs> of these things but it's the fact that every day we're trying to fight yes. every day it you comes a different challenge trust me see every day sometimes has sometimes i will ask that it's like, I'm not joking. Maybe on like, we'll keep talking about it. When I get tired, mm-hmm. it's like, I'm tired. Like genuinely, like, I can't do it. Mm-hmm. And it's even overwhelming when you feel like you, you're fighting, you're fighting. I think Michelle was telling my doctor, this is almost how many years you give me medication. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like I'm okay. And it's like, no, it's just your thought. Hey, like, thank you for saying that. Just last week, yeah. they just reviewed my medication again. I increased it. I have the one tomorrow. And I'm like... <laughs> I stopped my medication at a point. When I stopped my medication, Jesus. And when I stopped, I landed in the hospital. Uh. And they asked me, Have you taken medication? I said, Yes. Mm. And the next day, the doctor came to meet me, looked me in the eyes, and said, You have stopped your medication. Ah. Nigeria, babe, you have to catch me. I'm like, No, I take my medication. <laughs> I'm like, hmm, you cannot catch a thief until you see the thief doing it. Yeah, nah. She said, I think what just made me, she said, we're going to run a test uh-huh. and we'll see. Oh, I think that's what I need. Okay, this one is like, you're, you're like, going to just. And I'm like, yeah, I stopped. And they were like, it's tiring. See? Oh. Uh, see, that's another. I feel like, see, we can't even speak about everything. Uh, t- medication is we'll, another. We'll talk on, if you're, it's yeah. another trigger. Uh, medication is another trigger. Like, especially, I think for people that are battling through mental health, especially when you're not seeing results. Hmm. That's what makes me go nuts. I mean, not tell me, okay, so I'm increasing it to 250 to 450. In my head, I'm like, even this 250, my own is even they've changed different medications. And they'll tell you some of the side effects. That's why when I was adding weight, I had to call them, like, see, oh, my weight is not normal from size 8. I'm like 16 now. <laughs> and the doctor actually said, What do you want? Do you want to? Are you bothered about your 
weight or your mental health that's not a fair question yes like it was like that it, is maybe it felt question. like i was too worried about my weight but that also affects your mental health where you're like you know yeah. if you're not feeling confident in yeah. your own body but i think i am i like my body though i think i like my new body but now it's getting like too much i think that's why i was not really bothered and the thing is to be honest you used to eat rubbish too yeah but I, no i think that says the drugs because even before do you sleep now I'm better than before, but yeah, that's another thing. Mm-hmm. I, I really had serious insomnia. Ah! I I battled with my sleep. This one, it was it was. I don't know. That's mm-hmm. like a story. Oh, is that another day. podcast? Nah, but like, <laughs> no. But maybe for me because I know I, I took more sugar things when I was slim than even now. Because now yeah, I'm very careful. Those about days, it. your food was uh coke yeah that your almond magnum ice cream yeah, boy, yeah. <laughs> but then it was sometimes i didn't feel like taking any that salad for everyone's <laughs> oh yeah but i don't see happening <laughs> <laughs> yeah but like i feel like in this we've spoken about like plenty of things mm-hmm. that i would have normally asked like how we affect our relationship mm-hmm. but i think we've answered it already from the yeah. beginning um, okay, sorry, you were saying so from GAD. Yeah, so correct, they, okay. they moved and then they, they started thinking about. Uh, they thought I was getting psychotic at some point, mm-hmm. but I was like, God forbid. I said, I'm you, still in my right sense. Honestly, do you think <laughs> I'm psychotic? I, no, because hmm. to be honest, I, mean, I won't lie to you. I can't, I don't think I am, but I found myself doing some bad shit crazy things <laughs> like i can sit down like i can even like i'll be in that mood i'll get into the toilet that used to be my space for doing all sorts of crazy stuff yeah. i can sit in my i look at myself in the mirror i will talk and talk and talk and mm-hmm. Do you do you punch, break? Do you, I will punch the wall, punch mm. the wall, punch the wall, punch the wall, punch the wall until I, I start feeling until i don't feel my hand again so yeah i'll punch it like i just feel like like I don't deserve that pain. I like and I just start talking down. Like they just I get into this really angry angry and that sort of inhumane yeah. sense of this but I don't think it's I've let that part come out to the world. <laughs> but I go I've had those episodes where you know I and there are days where I'm talking and I feel like somebody's talking back. No. <laughs> I will have a conversation and no, like but it, back and forth. <laughs> so when they told me, I was like, no, 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 God forbid, I'm not, I'm not Because no, they prescribe something and I, at first I was like, what did I prescribe it? Yeah. And me, I they will not want to explain it. Like so me, when they give me the it, medication, I'll go, go, go. I said, I said, sorry, what's this one for? <laughs> yeah. And, I said, no, I refuse to take the medication. They thought I was like, I refuse to take it. They wouldn't give me did repeat. Yeah. You still sitting there in my room. I'm scared to take it. No, I feel you should because hmm. am I psychotic to you? No, because no, that's the thing. Do I look psychotic to you? You see your hair. <laughs> no, because but I, but I start to be honest. I start seeing it like because the thing is, we don't pray get worse. Mm-hmm. I think that's what happened to me. Just letting it get worse. Because sometimes I'm coming back from and I see someone running after me. Uh huh. <laughs> see, <laughs> I think if my ex is going to tell you, the day I got home, I went to see and I was sweating. It was cold. I was sweating. I was panting. And he asked me what happened. I said, I was running. He said, why? I said, somebody is running after me. Do you know he went outside the door? Nobody was. Nobody. And I think it's happened to me when that's I come back from Amazon. I was thinking somebody's behind me. I think that's why I knew that um, I had to call the dog. I'm from sleep. You've seen me talk from my sleep. I fight for my sleep. I think that's when I actually know that, okay, this one, I have to call the dog. That's sometimes I scream for my sleep. I'm so scared. 
even as I'm sleepy, I get so scared and I wake up and I'm screaming. Sometimes I'm even panting from sleep. Mm. Somebody will have to like pet me, calm, calm me down, down, give me water from my sleep. Am I still getting triggered from sleep? Mm. Like, you, so know, the sub, you know, you might sleep, but the, that your subconscious is still actively awake. Yeah. So those things that you sort of put at like the back burner of your head, I'm not going to yeah. think about it. Well, you have slept now, those ones are now awake. Start playing, and start playing in your head. Yeah. So, so you, you have situations. And that's why sometimes you might be thinking of something in the day, then you realize that at night you dream of it, like, I'm waiting to bring that one inside my dream. So it's yeah. like your subconscious is still, I think, yeah. like, you know, still, still a, a bit awake. So yeah. those things. And are, just ask me, what are you scared about? What's making mm-hmm. you scared? And sometimes, even that day, it's not like I've thought about anything scary. But that's so, the funny thing that like, it's just yeah that's actually that you have to take because hmm. there was a time i was actually i don't know if you've seen the mental health handcuff not the police type Mm-mm. i was actually handcuffed so from your house so just <laughs> so bed. so just but i think that one is also because sometimes mm-hmm. anxiety can also for me i think sometimes my bipolar plays mm-hmm. a role mm-hmm. with the anxiety so yeah. maybe it makes it like very critical but that for me the little advice is please take your medication that medication no, i think to be honest like because you might think is oh no like i don't want it and i think for what's happening to you is you're trying to deny this is what's happening to me and well, i think i've accepted the, the and the other but not the, 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 other, the psychotic that's the thing that's like even when it says when it's like bipolar do you know what they call bipolar the movies i've watched bipolar is not like let me tell you david like when i told her about they told her about bipolar i came and gave her one movie to watch (laughs) i started that series so she finished it before me no because i mean i mean i watch it yourself no i'm like this is not that's what's happened to me i was arguing with the doctor that they should do something like they should say another name they should i think that's what's happening to you just you've accepted some things but there's some things that you feel like no you're still in denial yeah i think like, the bottom line of it what they diagnosed and said it was ptsd post-traumatic mm, stress disorder well because of what has happened to you yeah ptsd and they said you know it was left untreated for a really long. really long time 11 years mm. so it got to that and they said you know that can you know present itself in so many forms the yeah. panic the fear the palpitation that psychotic episodes of you just you're angry you're angry you're just when you remember what you remember and it's just like you want to yeah like it just you know it's just really is that those feelings have just you know every day i wake up and i'm like god please i don't want to i think there are days where i do a shower i'll get into bed the next thing i'll just break down yeah, I'll I cry, I cry, totally, cry, I shout, totally shout, understand, shout. I, and that's why sometimes when you're going through it, and you say, "Oh, don't worry, I'll let you mm. know. I'll just let you be," because I really understand. Yeah, yeah, that and that's why you to be to be fair, like a lot of times when I even when you sense there's something, and I, and maybe I'm not in the mood to talk, and I, you say, "Okay, no problem. Let me know when I can call you." I don't even feel bad that ah, he's reaching out. I'm not talking about because I just not. If there's anybody on this God's earth that understand mm-hmm. is you, so yeah. there's no way because even you yourself, before you opened up to me, it took a while because I kept on wondering. I was like, I didn't see this girl at work. She was not talking. <laughs> Where is this girl? Girl that we used to go to work early. We used to go. Yeah. Like we're doing everything together. Yeah. And then when she came and gave me address to come and meet her. Me oh yeah, that's another story. <laughs> I never told you. It was a psychiatric hospital. She didn't tell me it was psychiatric. You didn't tell me. I was like. 
I googled. I was like, because when you told me I'm in the hospital in uh, what's the name of that area? Ellsbury. Yeah, so me, I thought, I was not looking at hospitals in that area. I was like, oh, she's probably in that Stoke Mandeville hospital. That's the big hospital there. But then when she, you now give me a place, I now Google. I said, ah, it's not possible. I was now wondering. I said, so the few times we spoke while you were still there, I was still thinking. How am yeah. I going to ask you? <laughs> yeah, because like I, I, I kept saying said before yeah. that you did not actually. You just said if I needed to speak, you are here. Yeah, you actually did not ask I me. I so I was worried. I was like, I don't want to say the wrong <laughs> thing, though. I don't want. So I wanted to not make you know that I know where you are. <laughs> so as I said, see if you're ready to talk. Yeah. Oh, yeah. sure, because we did not see we that did, day. Yeah, we yeah. didn't see. We didn't we did see. Not see. They didn't allow me when yeah. I came. They yeah. didn't. They said that it was something about COVID or COVID, what was. Yeah. Yeah.